Well, hey there. Welcome to Discover Your Sensational Path podcast. I'm Erin Gurwich. I'm an occupational therapist, owner of Sensational Path, and creator of the Sensational Path Mobile Sensory Clinic. I'm so excited to have you on our podcast, a podcast for parents, teachers, and occupational therapists to learn and connect around topics of sensory integration, sensory regulation, sensory spaces, and the ins and outs of running a clinic on big wheels. Hi, you guys. It's Erin Gruitt, and um, I know I'm starting a little bit early, but my family is itching to get outside, and so um, here I am. I thought that whatever I put out there, you guys can catch it as a replay if you can't catch it live. So welcome to the Roots of Behavior mini-series training, and I'm so glad that we can start the year off together. Um, when I, today we, I wanted to talk about goals and um, why I wanna talk about this, not just because it's the new year, but because when we start to see behaviors or when there's something that we wanna change, we need to identify what that is so that we know what it is we want to change. So in occupational therapy, we often ask, what is it that you want to do, need to do, or are expected to do? And that kind of helps trigger what we want to work on. So when we're talking about behavior, I see there's a few people on here, so hi. When we're talking about behavior, what is that behavior that you're seeing that you want to change? Um, as an example, my eight-year-old, almost nine, has been chewing. Um, he comes home and his shirts are soaking wet. Um, some I've caught him a few times chewing his whole sleeve, like he has his whole sleeve in his mouth. And so for me, that's the behavior that I wanna change. Um, I've given him gum, but I haven't gotten to the root of behavior. I don't know why he's chewing. I don't know if he's doing it because he's anxious, if he's doing it just because he's got that sensory need. Um, so I need to figure that out. But the goal is to get him to stop chewing or to find something more appropriate to chew on. So if you're joining, I'd like you just to think about what, what are the behaviors that you're seeing? What brought you here? Um, obviously there's some behaviors going on at home or, or if you're a teacher at school, what are the behaviors that you're seeing that you want to change um, or, or that you want to learn how to accept? <laughs> That's sometimes what we need to do um, because, yeah. Um, yeah, so what is it you want to do, need to do, or is, are expected to do? So sometimes it's, it's what do you need to do as a mom um, to kind of change your understanding? Um, what is it that you need to do as a as a mom to take care of yourself so that you're going into these situations um, in a calm space so that you've got more patience to deal with these behaviors. Okay, so we're gonna talk for three days. Today is just about goal setting. Like I said, I'm just gonna keep it short and sweet. Um, we're heading outside. We're all a little bit wound up and we need to get outside for some fresh air. Um, Today is about goal setting and what is that behavior that you want to change? What is the goal? Like, what do you want that to look like? 
So um, do you want less fighting in your house? Do you want um, your kid to sleep better? Do you want your child to be able to wear socks? Um, what is it that, that you identify as the behavior that you want to understand more, that you want to help your child manage better so that you as a family can function better and do more things, right? So it might also be looking at what are the things as a family that we're not able to do together. Maybe you're not able to go to the grocery store with your kid behavior. Hope I didn't get cut off there. Maybe you're not able to go to the store because of your child's behavior. Um, maybe you're exhausted because your child's not sleeping at night. Maybe um, your child has a hard time getting along with others and so um, having play dates is difficult. Um, okay, so what is it that um, is a functional challenge? Um, in occupational therapy, we also break it down into like areas of self-care. So that's like bathing, dressing, doing your hair. So sometimes kids don't like going to the hairdresser or having their hair cut. That might be the behavior. Um, we look at productivity. So their schoolwork, is their behavior interfering with their schoolwork? Um, and their leisure, is their productive or is their behavior interfering with them doing um, things for fun and enjoyment or you as a family getting out and doing things together. So that's what I want you to think about today and tomorrow we're going to talk about what the reasons for those behaviors might be. What What is the function of this behavior? So like I said, Joshua is chewing. What's the function of that? Um, and there's four reasons and we're gonna talk about those. And then on Sunday, we are going to talk about the sensory contribution. So what, how do the senses contribute to behavior and um, what can we do about it? Um, I'm gonna be totally transparent here. I have the Roots of Behavior course starting on January 11th and we're gonna do a deeper dive into all of this and um, so Roots of Behavior is a six-week course where you get support from me, where we dive into what is the reason for the behavior. Um, we dive into the sensory foundations that are contributing to behaviors. Um, we really figure out what what is the one behavior that you're focusing on improving and why is it happening? So we do a whole analysis of why that behavior is occurring. And there's the cat. <laughs> so um, yeah, this three-day mini training is just a taste of what we talk about in the Roots of Behavior. And if you want more information about that, just put a comment below that says um, more information and I will send you the link so that you can check that out. Join me here tomorrow. Um, I'll just say around noon because sometimes our day happens, life happens. And so I wanna be able to come on when I know that I have a connection, I know that I have Wi-Fi, and um, 
I don't wanna, I wanna be out enjoying time with my family as well, but I want to be able to deliver this information to you. So thanks for joining. If you're watching, please say hi and um, yeah, I'd love to hear what the behavior is, what the goal is for you for 2021 um, in general and in terms of the behaviors that you're seeing at home. Hi, Margaret, we are talking about you guys and how um, you're on our list of people that we can't wait to see once things open up. So we're off to go sledding to get some vestibular input and some heavy work pulling those sleds up the hill. Happy New Year, thanks for joining and we'll see you tomorrow. Welcome back to day two of the um, Roots of Behavior mini training session. I'm Erin Gruitt, and I just wanna say thank you for joining um, yesterday where we talked about goals for 2021 and goals for your child's behavior and for your family. Today, we're going to dive into, or not really dive in, we're gonna talk about the four reasons or the four functions of your child's behavior. So we need to define what the behavior is that we're seeing. So if it's biting, if it's chewing, if it's hitting, if it's fighting, um, crying, when is that happening? And then we can define why that's happening. We can figure out why it's happening so that we know what tools to put in place. All right. Got a few people jumping on. If you're on, say hi. Um, I, I like making things a little bit more interactive instead of me just talking away. Um, so tell me where you're joining from and tell me what behaviors you're seeing at home. I told you yesterday that we're seeing um, chewing and chewing on, my son is chewing on his shirt collar and on his sleeves. And so while I think it's be, it, the behavior is sensory, um, it could be that he's doing it because when he does it, I react and then he gets attention. So maybe he's doing it for attention. So we really need to figure out what is the function of the behavior so that we can put in the right strategies. For now, I give him gum and that seems to help, but I don't know if that's the answer to the function for the behavior. That makes sense. So we can talk about behaviors as having four functions. So there's always a reason for behavior. Kids do not just want to be bad. They, um, kids want to be good. They want us to love them. And um, so their behavior is communicating something and we need to try to figure out what that is. What is it communicating? So, there's four reasons and and kids usually fall into one of these four reasons or sometimes all of the four reasons or a couple of the reasons. But I use a tool called a motivation assessment scale and if you join the Roots of Behavior course, we go through this. You fill this out for your child and then I analyze it and we figure out what the reason for the behavior is. Hi Lynn. So, Four reasons. Number one, escape. So the child is trying to escape 
from the activity because it's too challenging or it's not motivating. So we see this when kids won't do their schoolwork. Um, we need to adapt that activity so that it's shorter stints or um, give them less work that they have to complete or give them more rewards, more breaks within there so that they're not having to escape from that. So escape is one of the reasons um, they're trying to get out of the activity. It's not a preferred activity. The second reason might be attention. So they're either seeking attention or they don't want to be getting attention. So they might not want to get up on the stage to do their work because they don't like being the center of attention. Okay, but those there's kids who are seeking your attention and they don't really care if it's positive attention or negative attention. Um, they just want you to notice them. And so we need to connect with those kids and give them attention. Um, we have a new puppy and this puppy needs a lot of attention. It's, it's funny how raising a kid and raising a puppy can be very similar, but giving the, the puppy um, attention and rewards for when um, she's behaving well. So when she sits and when she waits, she gets a reward. And it's funny, I'm doing all of these things and thinking, hmm, it's not that much different from what I teach in my course. So giving positive attention. So uh, before we get into all the, the um, strategies, we need to figure out what it is. So escape, attention, could be tangible. So the the best example that I've given and other people give for tangible is when you're at the grocery store, you're going through the checkout line and your kid wants the chocolate bar or the gum or whatever's in the, the little aisle right before you check out. They want that item and then they have a meltdown when you say no. So they want it, they've been told no, and then they melt down and cry. Um, we also see this with screen time. So when you say time's up or no, you can't have screen time, we have the meltdown. They want that tangible item um, and they don't understand, maybe they don't understand no or they just don't like hearing no. So that's the reason for that one is tangible. And then the fourth reason is sensory and that's the one that that my eyes always go to. It's always sensory based because we have a whole module dedicated to the sensory piece of it. But um, when there's sensory seeking or sensory avoiding, um, we can see that in their behavior. That's a function. So they're acting out, they're crying, they're biting, they're chewing, whatever they're doing because of a sensory aspect. So. In the Roots of Behavior course, we talk about, we spend the first module identifying what that behavior is and figuring out the function of the behavior. So if you join the course, you would complete the motivation assessment scale and I go into exactly how to do that and what that looks like. Then I score it and we figure out what what is the function of that behavior for your child? Is it escape? Is it attention? Is it tangible? Or is it sensory? Or a combination of any of those. Um, so it's really helpful for moms and parents to figure out what that function of the behavior is. Um, and then we can get into strategies. So in the Roots of Behavior, 
It's a six-week course. We first go into the function of the behavior. We go into the sensory foundations um, because even if the behavior isn't sensory, if we can set up that just right environment for the child, um, we can keep them calm and then we are more apt to see improvements in behavior as well because they're more regulated. Um, we talk about what else is going on. Maybe there's communication aspects that are breaking down. Maybe there's things in the environment that are breaking down. Um, so we talk about those and we talk a lot about strategies. I increase this course from a four-week course to a six-week course so that we can spend a little bit more time on the strategies that you can use at home to improve the behavior and improve the functioning of, of your family. So I'm talking a lot. I see there's people jumping on. If anybody has questions, please put them in the comments and I will um, if I see them right now, I'll answer them, and otherwise I'll come back and answer them in the comments. Um, if you want more information about the Roots of Behavior, please just comment below or send me a message, and I can send you the link that gives you more information. I'm happy to answer any questions that you might have about your child's behavior um, and about the course so I said I would keep it short and sweet, and I hope that I'm keeping it short enough. Um, yeah, let me know if you have questions. Let me know what behaviors you're seeing at home, and um, we can maybe talk about some more examples tomorrow. So tomorrow I want to talk a little bit more about the sensory foundations and make you familiar with, with that. And... Um, Hopefully, some of you will join us in the Roots of Behavior course starting January 11th. Have a great day. Hi, and welcome back to our Roots of Behavior mini training session. I'm Erin Gruwich, and um, today is day three, and I wanted to talk about why it's so important to address the sensory aspects of behavior. So if you're on, please say hi and uh, tell me where you're joining from. We haven't had a lot of back and forth conversations here and I realize that it's a busy time. So um, if you're watching the replay, that's awesome. If you have questions, please let me know. So sensory. Sensory is one of my favorite things to talk about. Um, it's where I have a lot of training. And so if we, if we look, yesterday we talked about behavior and that there are four reasons why uh, your child is behaving the way they are. Those are escape, attention, tangible, and sensory. Now, sensory is just one aspect of it. So why do we spend a whole module in the Roots of Behavior talking about sensory and it's because if we only address the behavior and there's an underlying sensory problem, that sensory problem will still exist and we'll actually see more frustration or we'll see your child acting out in different or more intense ways. Um, our sensory foundation helps us to stay calm and regulated and if we don't address that and keep our system calm and regulated, 
the behavior will show up as a coping strategy, as a way to communicate that there's something that the child needs or wants. When I talk about sensory, I talk about um, kids having a big cup or a little cup. Now, I always forget to bring my cups. So if you have a big cup for sensory input, it takes a lot of input to fill that cup or to get that cup full. So these are the kids who are sensory seekers and, and they might look like they're attention seeking um, or they can't sit still because they've got a lot of movement sense, they wanna to touch different things. They're getting a lot of information from their environment um, to fill that cup. So they're constantly trying to get more input. There are other children and people, this isn't just for kids, who have a small cup. And if you have a small cup for sensory input, it doesn't take very much until that cup is overflowing. Hi, Kathy, thanks for joining. Um, so if, if you have a small cup, it doesn't take much for that cup to fill up. And then what happens when it's full is it starts to overflow. So these are the kids who are more sensitive, um, who need us to help them empty out that cup so that they can accept more input. Okay, we need to help create calmness and help um, reduce the sensory overload, maybe by dimming the lights or um, giving them big squishy squeezes, um, maybe giving them sensory input throughout their day so that they're calm and then they can handle whatever sensory input is coming at them. So, do you have a big cup? For sensory input or do you have a small cup for sensory input? You've maybe heard me talk about how during this pandemic being at home I've noticed some of my senses are more heightened. My sense of smell, well well, well losing your sense of smell and your sense of taste is actually a, a symptom of COVID. My sense of smell during this pandemic has been heightened. I'm attuned like the hand sanitizers, I talked about this one day where I went to Superstore and and I could smell that hand sanitizer the rest of the day. It didn't matter how many times I washed my hands and it, it was so intense that it gave me a headache. Um, so smells can set us off if we have a small cup. Um, we're also a bit more in, attuned to what's going on around us. Um, I said this to my son this morning, you need to be less in tune with what's going on around you and more in tune with what's going on inside you. Um, and this is my son who's eight. <laughs> so um, I think this is true to myself. Sometimes I say things out loud to him that I need to internalize myself. Um, so anyways, we've talked in the last three days in this mini training about what is the behavior that you're seeing at home. Um, what are the reasons or the functions of those behaviors? Because every behavior has a function. There's always a reason why kids cry, why they have tantrums, why they have meltdowns, why they're maybe a little bit off. And we need to figure out what those reasons are so that we can put in the right strategies. But before we go ahead and put in a bunch of strategies and just address the behavior, it's also really important to address and be aware 
of the underlying sensory systems and if we're sensitive or if we are seeking sensory input um, because that's going to that's going to change how alert we are that's going to change how on edge we are we call it our our level of arousal and you've heard me talk about our window of tolerance so these are all affected by our sensory systems and I talk about this in so much detail in the Roots of Behavior course and I hope that some of you will join me in this six-week course coming up starting January 11th. Registration's open and I'll put the link in the comments so that you can go and check it out. Um, it is a six-week course where we, where I, help you understand the reason for your child's behavior, the underlying sensory issues, um, ways that we can communicate with our children when they're maybe having a meltdown or a bit more dysregulated to reduce behaviors. I've got a whole bunch of tools that you can put in your toolbox and um, I really hope that that you'll join if you're having some struggles with your child's behavior, if you're seeing them crying more often, um, fighting, siblings fighting, um, maybe you're seeing more sensory seeking or more sensory avoiding type activities. That's what this course is about. This is a course for parents to just understand and get the tools to help you manage at home. So does anybody have any questions? Um, kind of keep this open and we could have a little discussion about some of the questions. I see Kathy's on, a few, see there's a few people on here. Um, and if there aren't questions, you can put your questions in the comments later or you can send me a direct message and we can chat about some of the behaviors that you're seeing at home. All right, we're not a chatty bunch, so that's okay. We will, um, I'll talk with you later. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, here's three easy ways to support the podcast and stay connected. Head over to sensationalpath.com to find out more about any of the resources we discussed on the show and ways to connect with us. Share the podcast with a friend, colleague, or a mom that you think would benefit from hearing this and subscribe to the show on your favorite player, being sure to leave a review saying how much you liked the show. Oh, one more thing. If you're on social media, tag Sensational Path so that we can stay connected and keep these conversations going. I hope this helps you discover your sensational path. This podcast was created with Share On Air, your concierge podcasting solutions. If you're an entrepreneur or small business that wants to get your podcast up and running, visit shareonair.ca or share underscore on air on all social media platforms.